Hey, Soraya. Hello, Jeff. It's not Jeff. This is Matthew Sweet and Susanna Hoffs. <laughs> no, it's not. It's me. I know. I had you fooled. Yes, you did. I will say it. You did. <laughs> well, happy Friday. Here we are again. Happy Friday. Yeah. Shoot. What a week. It's been a week. And um, this week was St. Patrick's Day. So Chris said I had to wear green this week. So I got my three o'clock shirt on. Well, it was St. Patrick's Day this week, and tomorrow, the 20th, is Noruz. So for all my Persian people, so first day of spring. Ditto. Oh, yay. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm all about that. Growth, renewal. Yeah. And my tortoises are coming out soon. So Yay! <laughs> All right, so our episode today, did you want to share what we're doing today? Yes, today we're doing an album focus, and it is on Sid and Susie's Under the Covers, Volume 1. Yes, yeah. So we've been trying to do a little bit more focus on the Bengals recently. So we, we've had Jenny Shore on to talk about uh, her work uh, touring with the band as their stylist, and we had Derek anderson on talking about him being a bass player touring with right. the band we got vicky on which was a lot of fun and her thoughts about being a card carrying member of the paisley underground <laughs> and we're working on setting up something with sue hoffs hopefully that comes through um we've been told maybe in a couple months um apparently she's real busy with something who knows nothing nothing definite yet but um that's definitely a, a goal of ours yeah so we did want to talk about a project that she was involved in. And like you said, Sid and Susie. So that's what we'll be talking about today, focusing on that, their first album of covers, right? Well, let's get started. Let's do it. Hi, this is Soraya. And this is Jeff. Our podcast is called Paisley Stage Raspberry and Rhyme. A podcast where the two of us play music that we like and share anecdotes and background about the tunes. We hope you'll join our conversation. And without further ado, agrubiar. Let's get groovy. All right. So Sid and Susie, otherwise known as Matthew Sweet and Susanna Hoffs, yep. uh, they released their first length under the covers record and April 18th 2006 it says here so 2006 is when it originally came out and uh, we're definitely going to start uh, with the first under the covers record who knows if we'll look into the other ones but I have to admit something Soraya what I don't own this actually kind of so <laughs> how did you happen to hold it well I own it as part of the box set. So they released a box set called right. Completely Under the Covers, which features all three um, broken up into years. So there's actually four CDs and they broke it up into the 60s, 70s, two discs of the 70s and right. the 80s. Yeah. Um, but originally Under the Covers one um, had mostly 60s stuff. I did get um, number two as itself but uh, I waited for the box set to, to get this. So I don't actually own the first one. I know. And I own this too, which is a best of that um, they did. And they pulled the best songs and put it on two vinyl records. Um, you can also get the full um, 
completely set with I think six LPs maybe it's a whole box set and yeah out of my price range but um my birthday's in July people <laughs> that's all I gotta say we'll start the GoFundMe now <laughs> yeah yeah so anyways they don't own that vinyl but this is fun so they do a bunch of covers it's Matthew Sweet and Susanna Hoffs of the Bangles of course and um we know that they're big fans of music and especially music of the 60s and 70s. So this is a lot of fun, this record. And I have to admit, um, when the first volume came out and my brother was the first one to talk to me about it. And I was like, on. Yay. Uh, it was one of those things where I said, hmm. But I, I will admit, when I listen to it to the first time, their voices blend so nicely together. It's really, it's really a nice listen, you know, because yeah. they create a beautiful harmony together. So um, I wonder how Matthew Sweet got named Sid. Like, I got the Susie. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> but, you know, I don't know. Maybe one day we'll be able to ask Susanna that herself but i like the alliteration of it susie but um but yeah i like the blend of their voices and uh i think they picked some really nice covers some good songs to cover for this album so yeah yeah should we play a song uh why don't we start with one of yours first sure okay got two heavy hitters on yours yeah okay so um i'll just start off with part of the track listing Uh, we'll we'll play that out as we go. The first song um, that they did was I See the Rain. And I think this, the Marmalade was the original act that put out I See the Rain. And then their second song um, is from a band that I like a little bit, the Beatles. Just a little. <laughs> and Your Bird Can Sing. Um, and the notes say that the drums are by Rick Mank um, of a bunch of different bands. I, he was in a band called the reverbs which i really liked velvet crush was probably one of the biggest ones but his list of bands that he's played on is extensive um and he's toured with matthew sweet i've seen him tour as the drummer and he used to work at freak beat which we uh have frequented quite a bit but anyways rick is on drums written of course by lennon and mccartney um i did a little bit of research on and your bird can sing the beatles version and so our listeners know um the beatles version was originally released on August 5th, 1966 on the Parlophone label Revolver album um, and in the U.S. on June 20th, 1966, yesterday and today on the Capitol. Um, I have some notes here that I wanted to read about Anya Bird can sing. The Beatles first recorded the track in the style of the birds, so it was a slightly different version. Uh, They didn't release that version, um, but that version can be found on the 1996 uh, Anthology 2 that the Beatles put out if you wanted to hear the original version. And um, uh, John and Paul are just cracking up <laughs> turning. If, if you listen to that, it's kind of fun. But uh, about Anya Birkin sing, John Lennon's first wife, Cynthia, said that the song um, was inspired when she presented John with a clockwork bird inside a birdcage and uh, wrapped in gift paper, except for the wind-up mechanism, right? So she wound it up, and uh, it was in this gift wrap, 
And as she handed it to Lennon, she said that he had an expression of sheer disbelief on his face as he re removed the wrapping paper to see uh, this bird in the cage. So, so supposedly that's where it came from. And um, there's an author, Kenneth Womack, said that Lennon viewed the cage imitation bird as a metaphor for his marriage and his reflection of Cynthia's inability to understand him. Whoa. Well, yeah, that's kind of heavy. And the working title for the song was You Don't Get Me. It was the original oh, song. Damn, that's harsh. I know, right? I feel so bad for Cynthia. <laughs> Anyways, this is a fun song. I picked it because, as you mentioned, their voices sound great. I love the Beatles, and uh, it's just a fun, up-tempo version, and they do a pretty fun version. So this is Matthew Sweet and Susanna Hoff singing The Beatles and Your Bird Can Sing. Susanna Hoffs took a little bit of liberties with the harmonies there and add her, added her own thing. I I'm not going to complain. No, no. Why would you? <laughs> All right. So continuing down the track list, I'll list a couple songs that lead up into yours. Um, uh, so track number three, they do Dylan's It's All Over Now, Baby Blue. Track four, Who Knows Where the Time Goes, um, Fairpoint, Fairport Convention. And then we come to a Neil Young song. Yes. And it is Cinnamon Girl. Okay, Cinnamon Girl is, uh, I really, really like this song anyway. So I, I, my choices from all those beautiful choices on this album were very, very much like close to the heart. So I really like Cinnamon Girl. Um, and uh, in, the, in the booklet that comes with the CD, 
and I'm quoting here, we both love Neil to the extreme and his two-part harmonies work great for us here. Plus, it's a chance to rock, right? And uh, just like Neil Young's version, that lead in, you know, that the guitars come in nice and heavy and it's, you just kind of are led down this road. But I wanted to give a little background about Cinnamon Girl. Okay. Because as I started looking into the song, and by the way, Dream Syndicate has covered this song too. Yes, that's right. Good tie-in. A lot, a lot of different bands. Uh, Hole, Radiohead. Yeah, you know, a lot of different Smashing Pumpkins, like Hole, other covers oh. I didn't know about. I knew about Dream Syndicate. So there are lots of theories about what a Cinnamon Girl is. Okay, so on one on one uh, series of commenters interpreting the lyrics. Somebody goes, it's definitely about heroin. Definitely. Because in the East Coast in the 60s, cinnamon was code for heroin. I'm like, okay. Then somebody else in, on another site said, no, it's definitely, he, he, hooked up, he hooked up with a Latin chick or a Filipina chick. <laughs> so, you know, it, it just goes all over the place. Now, Neil wrote this song, Neil Young, you know, I call him Neil, but ah. Neil Young wrote this song. The story behind it is he wrote this song while he was suffering from like a delirious, he was having a fever delirium in my nearby neighborhood of Topanga. He lived in the community of Topanga. So this is um, Neil on the Decade album writes this about Cinnamon Girl. I wrote this for a city girl on peeling pavement coming at me through Phil Ox eyes while uh, Phil Ox eyes playing finger symbols. It was hard to explain to my wife. So, <laughs> you know what? Sometimes I love to dig into lyrics and think about what they could be about or what they're representing. Sometimes we just need to leave the lyrics alone and let the song speak for itself and let everyone impose on it whatever they want. This is a rocking song. And I do really like this cover. So, Neil Young, Cinnamon Girl.
Rock and roll. Man. So this song is from 1969. But look at, you know, it rocks hard and it's still so good. One one thing I forgot to mention. Two things I forgot to mention. So some also say that Cinnamon Girl is actually Pamela Corson, who was Jim Morrison's common law wife because they lived in the same Topanga community. So who knows? But this was the best thing, the best I ever. So um, at a show locally here in Southern California, uh, the founder of Los Lobos, Luis Perez, he said when he first, as he's about to play the song, he says, when I first heard it, I, I swore it was about a Mexican girl. So I don't know. I thought that that cracked me up because I'm like, I can see him at a mic going, I really thought this was about a Mexican girl. Here we go. Cinnamon girl. <laughs> Those levels, perfect. Yeah. But they, you know, they sound really good. And then their musical styles, their guitar styles really kind of mix in nicely on this yeah. track. I like it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. I'm guessing that with everybody that knew for sure what the song was about, I think <laughs> I'm I'm gonna go with. I bet it was it was the first one. I bet it was heroin, knowing how some of his content. But who knows? Who knows well, you know, when we have Neil Young on the show, we can talk to talk to him about it. Yeah, we're working on you can that. Ask him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, so continuing down, if I may, through the track Please. listing, um, Alone Again or, uh, the original was Love from Forever Changes. Right. Um, yeah, this was my third pick, actually. I was gonna go with Alone Again or, it's such a great song. And we uh, covered Forever uh, Forever Changes yeah. um, on a episode where we had the JFJ Conspiracy guys on covering yes, that. Um, then up next, track number seven on this record, The Warmth of the Sun, originally from the Beach Boys. Um, that's pretty good. And then um, Stone Ponies slash Linda Ronstadt. Excuse me, Michael Nesmith. Michael Nesmith? Hello. Different Drum is written by the one and only Mike Nesmith. Oh, I know that. I didn't know that. Oh, so that makes let it. Me, let me educate you. I see. I see. You got a monkey's thing there behind you. That so. guy. Wait. That so was there. It's not a Stone Ponies track. It is a cover, sir. En enlighten me, please. All right. Okay. So Mike Nesmith wants to get started as a songwriter. He writes this song, 1964. Then in 1966, Mike Nesmith shares it with a member of a bluegrass band called the Greenbrier Boys. And they decide to come, they decide to record it, right? On their album. The album is called um, Better Late Than Never. Then Stone Ponies in 1967 cover the song. Wow. But it's that. the version, it's the version that we know most. Is the Stone Ponies version because it and it climbed the charts in 1967, and Linda Ronstadt is part of the Stone Ponies. I mean, the song really came into its own, right? But it's a Mike Nesmith song. Huh. You know, Didn't anyone know. who knows me knows I love the Monkees, and uh, and I have a very special place in my heart for Mike Nesmith and all his body of work. 
but um so the song is you know it's about this conflict between someone want uh two people in a relationship one wants to settle down one wants their freedom and i just going to share this quote from mike nesmith the lyrics had nothing to do with my personal life i was newly married with a pregnant wife but the lyrics are all about like you know I don't want to be, I don't want to be tied down, um, you know, and let's just see what happens. But um, I also will add one little detail. So Mike Nesmith also brought this song wanting to perform it on the show. And they said, no, but on an episode called Too Many Girls, Mike Nesmith is, all four monkeys are in the show, like at a amateur hour show oh. and um and they yeah. were all kind of trying to rig it so so davy would win because oh. davy had some new girl and they wanted to win so he comes on the show playing a guitar as billy roy hodstetter and he plays a super fast version of the song where oh. like he goes he literally speeds through the you know, a majority of the song in under a minute. And it's one of my favorite episodes. And that little bit, because there's a part where he even like winks at the camera, but like he has to stop strumming the guitar and then go. Uh, <laughs> as, yes, as only he can do, right? I, I mean, <laughs> it, but the song, the lyrics stand alone and they're, they're strong and to hear Matthew Sweet and Susanna Hoff sing it, it's really, really, you know, I thought Linda Ronstadt's voice was beautiful singing this song. And I really like the joining of these two voices here. So Michael Nesmith's original composition, <laughs> but definitely a cover of, of the Stone Ponies, different drum. So don't 
I love the cello in that version. Oh, so pretty. And yeah. it just, it's very dreamy, this version. It's very dreamy. I like it. Yeah, yeah. And Sue's voice. Wow. You know, I, I'm, you know, I'm a super duper sucker for a beautiful harmony. And she just always seems to find the perfect pairing, you know, either in a group setting or, you know, in this case, her solo with somebody else. Her voice is just so melodious, so pretty. Yeah, agreed, agreed. It shines on that song. Mm -hmm. 100%. All right, continuing down the track list. Ah, please. All right, all right. so next up, The Who's Kids Are All Right. They do a version of that. Um, Sunday Morning, originally done by Velvet Underground and Nico. Right? <laughs> Um, and then another Neil Young track, uh, Everybody Knows This Is Nowhere. And then comes the next song that I picked, Care of Cell number 44. So do you remember when we went with a group of us to see the zombies perform yes. the whole album, Odyssey and Oracle? Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Was that the Ace Hotel in Los Angeles? I don't remember the venue, but man, that, that was a, a I want to say part. that was... Um the Wiltshire Bell. Okay. That, I, I want to say that's what it was. I'd have to go look at my ticket stubs. Okay. Yeah. And it was all original members performing. That was really something spectacular. It was. It and, really was. and beautiful. Yeah. And I'd always wondered how they got the da da da. And I yeah. saw it on stage. I said, oh, that's yep. how they did it. Yeah. 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 Oh, that was a great show. Beautiful. So the song brings me back memories to us and our friends uh, seeing that performance so um the original version was by the zombies uh from odyssey and oracle probably one of my top 10 albums of all time that album is just fantastic um this song carousel 44 was the b-side to the single beachwood park so that's kind of cool released in november 1967 recorded at abbey road studios kind of a famous studio um engineered by a guy who went on to uh, engineer the Beatles, Jeff Emmerich. So there's a tie in with my two tracks mm. um, about the song uh, zombies member and writer of the song Rod, Rod Argent, right? Uh, later of Argent fame. Um, he says that the song is the story of a person writing to their lover in prison and uh, awaiting their release from prison. Um, 
So it's written, uh, somebody said, it's the sunniest song ever written about the impending release of a prison inmate. So, uh, Argue. And uh, the original title, Soraya, was Carousel 69. But <laughs> the Zombies uh, American publisher, Al Galico, told them they couldn't call it that. I don't know why. Something, something about the number 69. Yeah. How dare they? <laughs> and then uh, I also read that um, that it was the leadoff single from Odyssey and Oracle in 1967, and it didn't do so well. In fact, it did so bad that it led to the eventual breakup of the band in December of that year, uh, according to Colin Bluntstone. Um, he said, I thought that Care of Cell 44 was incredibly commercial. I was really disappointed when it didn't hit. And uh. let's... And for those of you those of our listeners who live in the u.s you want to know how commercial that is it's on a commercial <laughs> it it's on get, a commercial now it doesn't, it doesn't get more commercial than that right <laughs> but anyways i really uh, like the version that's on this matthew sweet and Susanna house record and uh the song reminds me of the good time that we had and it's from one of my uh, the original version from one of my favorite albums of all time so Alone Again or got pushed to number three. Carousel 44 got pushed to number two. So here's the version by Matthew Sweet and Susanna Hobbs. Good morning to you. I hope you're feeling better, baby. Writing this letter, hoping you're okay. 
That's a good way to describe her voice. Very. So just to round out the track listing, um, track 13, they do Monday, Monday by the Mamas and Papas. She May Call You Up Tonight by the Great Left Bank, um, who were huge influence on the three o'clock. Also, Run To Me by the Bee Gees. And there's a bonus track on the CD of Sorry, again. (laughs) The three (laughs) o'clock also did a cover version of that. But uh, Easy Beats the original version of sorry so anyway so that wraps up this the first under the covers volume one by matthew sweet and susanna hoffs um yeah so when we have sue on we're gonna have to ask where sid came where that name came from (laughs) and i i want to know how the selection process i mean like i get it by the decades but i wonder what didn't make it to the album Mm, yeah I mean, there's so many songs on here. So, I mean, uh, four CDs worth. And, and who knows if there's any any tracks that that are still out there. There has to be, Jeff. Yeah. Uh, there yeah. has to be. Yeah. Maybe right. she'll, she'll let us access the archives. And... <laughs> we can only hope. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm like Neil Young. I'm just kind of feverishly dreaming. good one good one all right so for now another album focus for us matthew sweet and susanna hoffs who knows maybe maybe in the future we'll get to volume two or three who knows who knows but in the meantime get to enjoy volume one yes yeah great a lot of great tricks agreed agreed. all right mi gente groove on paisley people Strawberry jam and all the different varieties. The 
Always living the old ways for me and abuse. Protecting the new ways for me and for you. What more can we do? We are the draft here. Preservation Society. God save Mrs. Mock, the good old mother O'Reilly. We are the Custard Appreciation Consortium. Yeah.